Hi everyone and welcome back. Um, it's your host, Jessa Toyin. And Prisha. And today is our No Nuance November episode. So we're just gonna start with our No Nuance statements and we might talk a bit about them in between. We might not. There are no nuanced. So, well, actually, first, um, Prisha, why don't you explain what No Nuance November is? Yeah, sure. So, um, no, no nuance means layered or can be interpreted in many ways. So, they're usually controversial um, and they're meant as they are. So, a lot of TikTokers especially post their No Nuance takes. And they're with no context, of course. So usually the comment section is crazy. They're always debating. They're always asking for context because a lot of them don't have any line of reasoning. Um, And that may be one problem of it because a lot of things do need context and line of reasoning. So um, people won't misinterpret it or um, misunderstand um, the claim that the person is trying to make. Yeah, so um, we're just going to be giving our no nuance takes as they are, and we'll go from there. Um, so my no nuance take, and I've, co- I've prepared a couple, is that all oppressive systems, all of them, capitalism, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, pedophilia, fatphobia, literally every single one stems from white supremacy. And yeah, that's my no nuance take. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like I'd wholeheartedly agree with that too. Um, and I feel like, I think we've talked about this too at some point, but I feel like I can draw a map out in my head of how like this would work, even the, though there is intersectionality. You can kind of imagine how white supremacy stems into like capitalism, racism, and sexism, and homophobia, and all of that. Um, and it's interesting to see how it like works out and plays out in real life because um, even in like history classes when we're trying to justify or not justify or like rationalize or um, figure figure out a person's motivation um, in history, it, it kind of creeps its way back into white supremacy even though it has some notes of capitalism or racism or sexism. Um, so definitely see where you can think that um, I, wholehearted, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I'd like to add on to something else that we also talked about, which is um, the purity and innocence part of it. Um, so like when we look at places that have been colonized or imperialized, um, there are some things that uh, the colonizers have instilled such as certain rules or habits that stem from purity right so for example um from where i come from uh i'm a vegetarian my parents are also vegetarians um were of the caste of brahmins and the caste was placed because of purity or a way to deem purity and the people further as a topper needed to be pure in order to, you know, be closer to God. So a lot of people would people would abstain from meat to make themselves more pure. And obviously that came from a place where if you were 
you know, closer to being white or um, you were white, you were deemed as pure. So that that idea of pureness from whiteness goes on for generations, whether that be because of vegetarianism um, or just literally being white. Because obviously a lot of beauty standards are based off being white and that stems from purity as well. Like there's still whitening creams out there, bleaching creams that people in India use, people in many countries use, and they're still like marketed as, you know, being amazing and <laughs> purifying to a lot of people. Yeah, and I feel like, like, I could probably trace each one of these, but, like, to go on, like, go off of what you said with, like, the purity thing, like, the motivation of, well, one of the many motivations of white supremacy is, like, this sort of idea that, like, there is a invisible racial war going on on the planet and that it is the job of white people to protect their race and, to further their race and that is the ultimate goal of 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 whiteness especially in america to protect their race to protect what is quote-unquote theirs or entitled to their white selves and their white children and what this leads to is the controlling of women Mm -hmm. basically because and when they say that when like there's this sort of context of racial purity that comes with whiteness there is a reason why every biracial person who is part white and part POC, they always either identify as mixed or as POC. You will never see a document calling Zendaya white, even though she's equally white as she is black. You will Mm -hmm. never see a document calling Barack Obama white, even though he is equally white as he is black. No, he is either black or mixed race. That is what all interracial multiracial i should say um people identify as because unconsciously subconsciously we i we identify with this white supremacist system that is the subtext of whiteness is purity and you can only be white if you are pure white and how this controls women is this controls who women are allowed to be with and that is the real reason in my opinion why you have abortion laws and all these systems to oppress women Mm -hmm. because the goal is if you look at statistics in america especially the people who have access to abortions and out of everyone else are wealthy white women white children are being aborted at a higher rate than other children because you know due to stuff we were talking about before we even started recording, Prisha, we know how a lot of POC and a lot of people who are living in poverty, how they interact with just giving birth and having children and the idea of having children. Mm -hmm. But that's not the topic we're talking about today anyway. My point is you have this motivation and incentive by a lot of these white supremacist leaders and a lot of the higher-ups in this country to ban abortions so that white women would continue to have white children because having the majority of america be white is like a goal of white supremacy like i said um in the beginning that is their goal like to sort of protect america to keep america theirs quote unquote Mm -hmm. and this also leads to homophobia and transphobia obviously as well because like Mm -hmm. if you are homosexual then you are not mothering white children for 
these white supremacists. It also leads to racism and this like complete disregard to interracial marriage because before the census, like I remember when Jimmy Fallon did this bit on his show. I don't I forgot what the name of his show is, but I don't know if you know who Jimmy Fallon is. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, oh yeah, it's a late night show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this bit where he was like in the news for the first time in the census ever, there are more POC than white people. And everyone started cheering. And he was like, huh? And like, you can see the shock on his face. Like, why are you cheering? Yeah. Like, that, like, there are less white people. But at, but at the same time, why are you announcing this? Why do you yeah. care? Why <laughs> like, do you care that there are less white people in this country than POC? Mm-hmm. And one has to think, that's a consequence of Their own white supremacy mm-hmm. because if white people accepted multiracial people as their own the way that the black community the asian community other communities accept half white half whatever children as theirs then perhaps they wouldn't have this problem because people who are part white don't feel comfortable identifying as white because of that whole purity complex and then outside of racial purity there's also this sexual purity that comes with that because if you are saying to white women that no you are you are trophies you are your bodies are commodities to the white community you Mm -hmm. are meant to father our pure white children then you create this culture where white women having sex is like impure and innocent Actions, yeah. betraying your community and then that's where you have lynchings and all of these other things that happen um in the jim crow era come to effect because these white women who would falsely accuse um black men of raping them they were like seen as heroes to their community mm-hmm. because it's like you're protecting our white race you know yeah. mm-hmm. and that's also how pedophilia comes about. I know, I know I'm like, like no, really no, going through these one These are good points. Sorry. And that's also where pedophilia comes about because you have this sort of damsel in distress. Um, like, I don't know if we've done an episode of this. Actually, no, we haven't on like the Karen effect and like just the white woman in distress effect where it's like, the most dangerous person to the the most dangerous thing to a person of color in a lot of situation is a crying white woman and how Mm -hmm. the the whole crying white woman plot line has been repeated over and over where you just have people like dying at the hands of this whole idea of protecting these things and it's it's oppressive to them and it's oppressive to us as well because it's like they're they are treated as sort of like commodities to their race but at the same time they are as they are being oppressed and treated as objects they are still using that to their advantage to oppress other people Mm. if that makes sense yeah like there are intersections of their whiteness and their femininity where it's like you are being oppressed and you are also the oppressor at the same time and it's the same for men of color because as I just stated, with the whole protecting um, white women and white women being seen as a trophy, a lot of men of color 
see being with white women as sort of like being close to whiteness, whiteness. Oh my and God, they yes. seek and that is what they actually want to be in my opinion like mm-hmm. they want to be closer Close the they purity. want to emulate white men and it's like an insecurity thing that stems from racism but they use it as a tool to also oppress the woman in their own race mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense yes yes i agree with that i think oh you were talking about pedophilia mm-hmm. yeah i like you. brushed over it really yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. with like that just comes from like sexual purity and all of these like modern not even modern um well relatively modern um mm-hmm. sort of beauty standards where it's like you have to be young and hairless and um innocent um no sexual experience um just all these things that are essentially only a literal child will check every box on that list of like weird standards that men have for women in order to be seen or worthy of respect because like once you cross any of those lines you have that joke where it's like oh your father must be disappointed in you and it's like Mm -hmm. the moment a woman does anything like that like grows body hair gets their body pierced or whatever strays away from that whole pedophilic image of childish purity then they automatically lose respect from their father like oh yeah what even is the idea of that yeah and all of those ideas come from pedophilia and well not they don't come from pedophilia pedophilia is the result of those ideas because if you drive into if you drive into the system like people argue that like this is like honestly homophobic mm-hmm. a little bit of like, people argue that pedophilia is as natural as oh my god yes which oh my is god. so untrue I, okay i've no, literally seen no, i'm not even joking okay i've literally seen people at like interviews interviews of pedophiles and they're like oh yeah you know homosexuality was like illegal this amount of years ago who's to say that what i'm doing right now is not going to be a crime in a couple of years like no shut the fuck up that's not true you're doing is sick like i don't think they understand the differences of what they're doing compared to what you know gay people do I don't think they understand the differences of what they're doing. It's literally committing a crime, torturing children, while the other is just harmless to everyone else around them. Yeah, like homosexual relationships are consensual relationships between exactly. two adults. Exactly. Pedophilia is not. Exactly. So, exactly. No. It's an abuse of power, um, which exactly. is what all of this is. It's abuse of power. Um, anyways, um, you were getting into a little bit about, um, white women's tears, um, and the next topic is kind of how, uh, white women and white allies are more of a danger to minorities than white supremacists because they enable more racists and they're still complicit to these systems, even though they might, um, say otherwise, POC men and patriarchy because even though they may be um you know go like fighting for one fight they're still a part of the patriarchy they're still in that system of oppression like I've seen a couple of TikToks where 
a lot of people don't get the idea of intersectionality and how while POC men are still oppressed by white men or even white women in the way that race oppresses them, POC men can still oppress POC women because of sexism. Um, And this is something a lot of people don't realize is an effect because there's so many systems of oppression that stem from white supremacy. A lot of people are being oppressed in different ways. They are, um, a lot of things are at stake in different ways. They don't have the same privileges in one way or another. I'm not saying that all people people are oppressed, but not everyone is oppressed in the same way. Um, And a lot of times because of this, um, people are actively fighting against each other because they don't realize the amount of privilege they hold in front of other people. So because of this, again, like white women, white allies are more dangerous because they're so comfortable and even confident in their ignorance of having certain privileges because they think they've already achieved um the sense of wokeness or understanding of how these systems of of oppression work because they're not aware of the privileges they already have yeah i definitely think that like not only is there different levels like there's like different systems like Men are dealing with, men may be dealing with systems of race, but they might not be dealing with the system of sexism. Mm -hmm. As a straight person, as a cis person, I'm not dealing with the system of transphobia or homophobia. Like, as two able people, we're not dealing with the system of ableism. Mm -hmm. So, everyone has a different outlook, but at the same time, like, People are so confident in their ignorance once they have, like, once they, like, oh my gosh. Have assurance. The other day, this is sort of a tangent, but kind of related. The other day, I saw this TikTok, and I saw the, I was reading the comments under it, and I was in utter disbelief. I was in utter disbelief. Like, I can't believe I haven't told anyone about this, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I'm speaking about it, but I was in so, I was so in shock by what I was reading and what I was listening to that I had to, like, turn off my phone and, like go and touch grass because i was so <laughs> in uh-huh. so you know squid game i'm sure everyone yeah. knows squid yeah. game, but to summarize it's this show that takes place in korea and it's basically a bunch of koreans living in poverty that they resort to literally playing a game of death just at a just to get a chance of climbing out of poverty right uh-huh. Uh-huh. so there's this like white gay male tiktoker right and he's pretty popular i his i'm blanking on his names right now mm-hmm. but he's actually really popular like one of the most popular gay creators on the app mm-hmm. and he makes a tiktok that was like if i was in squid games i would have beat them because these people weren't running like they were about to get hate crime <gasps> stop oh my god okay can we also talk about like that whole white gay space where everyone's like oh my god, oh my god. i hope i don't get hate crime like oh my yes, god like, stop like what stop. the heck like i was stop. so in disbelief i was so in disbelief that's that like their go-to joke too that he would even imply that as a white gay person, yes, because obviously when you're walking on the street, someone can immediately see that you're gay. 
exactly exactly no it's a it is a problem to some extent but the way that they're what's the word it it's so tone deaf that's what it is to imply that you have it so bad that someone would hate crime you for something you can't even see well other people I'm not saying they have it worse than you, but that's one way to say it. That's one way to well, say no, that like, someone can see totally, immediately you're totally that you're right. black you're or totally pe- right. a person of color. A white gay person, a white gay person who's probably middle uh, middle class at least living mm-hmm. in the United States would imply that he would be more desperate than people of color mm-hmm. who are literally like, the beginning of the movie this guy literally got chased down he was like he was literally saying like oh yeah like and the comments too were disgusting me because they were agreeing with them like no one was checking him for how tone deaf he was being they were like oh yeah they are not running like they're about to get hit crime. when the show lit- the series literally opens it's up literally about spoilers it. alert, with mm-hmm. him running from his loan sharks and he he literally has to pay in blood mm-hmm. to get away. Exactly. And you're you're sitting here in your comfortable house in the U.S. Mm-hmm. with your matcha latte <laughs> or whatever, whatever. Perfectly able bodied, probably too. The same. Perfectly able bodied, talking about yeah, I like we we white gay people would have been more desperate if we were in that situation because mm-hmm. we are so oppressed mm-hmm. like they are so comfortable at this point mm-hmm. with that little ounce of like and i'm not saying this in a homophobic way like i don't want anyone to get it twisted but people need to understand that there are intersections mm-hmm. and as someone even though i am not a part of the lgbtq community but many 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 people who are part of the lgbtq community who also struggle with systems of race and systems of just um transphobia and sexism have stated that a lot of the times when it comes to just dealing with day-to-day life systems systemic racism and systemic transphobia um sexism hit harder than at least in day-to-day life than homophobia or other systems that are more personal in my opinion Mm -hmm. because i feel like when it comes to the system of homophobia that is less of a vain system Mm -hmm. than the system of racism because race is a very vain thing race is a very visual Mm -hmm. thing it's a very visual marker exactly so and it's mostly generational too. Like, like I cannot, class. I cannot come out of the closet as black. <laughs> like that's not something that I, Stop. I have the privilege of doing. So I feel like people, certain parts of the yeah. LGBTQ community, the white parts specifically, need to acknowledge that yeah. they, so that's the even they have mm-hmm. a level of privilege, yes. and that they need to become aware of, yes. and to especially not even try to apply, imply that the systems that they're dealing with, like, I know that this is sort of the opposite of what I've been doing, but it's not a comp competition. Like, yes, we're not saying it's a competition. We're saying that there's different levels that are more visual and, um, that can be detected by other people to make them more susceptible to hate crimes. We're not saying that one is more oppressive than the others by any means. We're not saying that anyone's problems that, 
are being brought up because of these systems of repression are invalid. It's just the fact that you have to be acknowledging the privileges that you have based on the systems of oppression that you aren't in. Not to mention that um, that person didn't even have a regard for the intersectionalities. Like, Korean people can be gay, too. Like, <laughs> like, Wait, like, yeah, how, does think about it, how does he know? How does he know? Wait, that's actually really it, funny. Like, how, He's saying how does he that? know that none of those people in, none of those 456 people were a part of the LGBTQ community. That's really house, funny. Why, why does he assume that no one there was was also getting How does he like, know? See, that's the whole funny part of this. It's, uh, it's ironically funny now. But it's like, how does he know? Did he just, like, assume that, like, none of them were gay? Like, how would you know? That's the whole point of this, too. That's the... That's the whole point of what we're saying. Like, how would he yeah, know? Yeah, like, like there's, there's no visual marker as to, like, and he just, like, took that upon himself to, like, I know it was probably a joke. It was, it was probably it was a, joke, a joke, but still, like, but at the same it was time, a joke that came from a genuine place. Yeah. It was a joke that came from a genuine he place. Agrees he with genuinely believed that, that the players in that game were not as desperate as he or other white members of the LGBTQ community could have been if yes. they were in their place. Yes. Like, it was like no. I promise you, any day of the week, mm-hmm. that the amount of depth and the level of poverty that these people were in, yes. like, like the fact that a lot of these TikTokers don't even know what it means to like go to bed hungry, and then they just like go on this app and just speak out of their ass. It just sort of aggravates me a little bit. Oh, really so, yeah, but, just wanted to get that off my chest. It was sort of related to the topic, but kind of on a tangent, so I apologize for that. No, no, yeah. no, no, because I just wanted to say, I feel like that's coming from a place of not realizing that Squid Game was literally about capitalism and how inhumane it is. And the fact that he, he probably didn't even register that in his head made him so compelled, so... No, so needy to state the fact that he he probably would have beaten them at his game because like he needed yeah, like, it more than not, them. It's not about beating the game. Like honestly, so many people that flew out their head. It's not. It's not a matter of beating the exactly. game. Exactly. It's about the, the desperation. Game maker had the means to fix and alleviate the issues in every single one of those people's lives. Yeah. He had more than enough money. All that money that he used to create the game in the first place, as well as the the, the money prize could have used to help each of these individual people Mm -hmm. but instead rather than doing that he chose to profit off of their desperation exploit them yes exploit them thank you (laughs) for that word exploit them to even gain more money from these vips who also um not really profited but um but also enjoyed their exploitation and exactly. that makes, I was just benefited that. from their exploitation through I, entertainment, which is what a lot of us do on a much smaller, smaller scale. Level. We benefit from Other the exploitation of all of these people. Exactly. No, that's the whole point of the movie, by the way. If you didn't get this before, you're getting it now. Because the whole movie was really about how the wealthy use the poor as a sort of a game to profit off of uh, off of and gain entertainment from 
Um, they're literally up there drinking wine, having all these luxuries. And they're faceless, by the way, for a reason. Because these people are so powerful that you can't see them. They're behind this frivolous mask, looking at all the people fighting for their lives to make money, to gain money from them. And it's like, in the end, they're it's just the working class like competing at each other cutting being cutthroat at each other um just to get that end goal but that end goal doesn't even get them anywhere because in the end they've killed everyone um that's the whole point of this movie so (laughs) if you can get that before you get that now um if you think you could have done better than them that's not the point of this whole movie it's not the whole point of this show Anyways, um, I think that was um, needed. Hmm? I think that was needed. I feel like yeah. people need to realize. And I just want to re-emphasize that, what you said about them being faceless. Like, these are faceless people. A lot of people mistake the upper class for the celebrities. The celebrity class, the influencer class, they are not the ones at the top. These They're people, not the ones controlling they might be rich, everything. They might be richer than we've ever imagined. They're not the puppeteers. But but the people, the the real people who are, like, really pulling the strings of corporations, these are people who are richer than you can ever fathom. And a lot of the times when things happen and when it comes to eating the rich, the first people who come to mind are celebrities. And honestly, that is done intentionally. Corporations want you to attack celebrities. They want you to come for these individual influencers so and cancel them. So you can steer away from the fact that there whatever. are other people to actually attack. The actual yeah, people to that eat this the Yeah, a systemic rich. issue with power players that are completely out of our thing like this is slightly off topic and i know i've been going off topic a lot but with the whole travis scott thing in my Mm -hmm. opinion yes travis scott has a lot of responsibility but i don't think apple music has yet to release a statement on this Mm -hmm. and apple music is the one who streamed the event and i've yet to see a single post calling out apple music for the tragedy and the massacre that took place for trap at the Travis Scott event, Sneaky. the only time I've seen Travis um Apple Music mentioned is when people who paid to watch the live streaming actually stated that when they went to watch the live streaming, they found it suspicious that there was a huge sort of banner that was covering the crowd and the ambulances, which literally means that Apple Music took the time to edit the stream mm-hmm. to put up this banner to block off half of the screen and were complicit in the entire thing. And according to a lot of hearsay and a lot of um, primary sources, they said that a lot of um, when people went up to the cameraman and said, oh, people are dying. They said, we can't stop streaming. We can't stop streaming. Yeah. A lot of people said that they heard um, crew members saying that, like, we can't stop the stream. We can't stop the stream. Which literally means that Apple Music, if you think <laughs> about it, is partially to, is partially behind a lot of this and should be blamed. And they should be the ones, in my opinion, giving ref- refunds as well as Travis Scott. Because I know that if I paid for a live stream and I was and I heard that people died just for the sake of keeping this live stream going, I would literally lose my shit. Like, mm-hmm. huh? And when you think about it. Apple Music is the one who profits the most from things like this. Of course, why would they cancel a stream? If they cancel the stream, that would mean they would have to refund all the people who paid to watch the stream. And I don't know if you know how much money these, like, 
virtual concerts make, but they make a lot of money. They make a ridiculous amount of money because you can only sell a finite amount of tickets to a venue, but a live stream of a concert, you can sell, you can sell an infinite amount of download links to watch a a live stream. And these are contracts that actually go beyond the concert. They are streaming concerts. They are album bundle sales as well that go into these things as well. And the corporations that backed the AstroFest, they are the ones that need to be held accountable, even more so than the primary face of the concert itself, in my opinion. Because you have all these hate coming to Travis, as it should be, um, saying to block him on Spotify and stuff like that. But I've yet to hear a peep from the venue itself. I've yet to hear a peep from Apple Music. I've yet to hear a peep from the management teams that sell these this music. I've yet to hear a peep from the security guards, even though I've heard that there's like words of a of like a lawsuit from the security team to Travis Scott himself saying that they unaware that that they handled dead bodies unawarely or something what? like that they were traumatized from that uh-huh. um yeah. yeah it's really confusing but i don't know in my opinion all these corporations should be answering not necessarily just like i don't i don't think it's possible for one person to say yes or no to oh let's keep this concert going even though people are dying i think multiple billionaires and multiple head of companies were like, oh no, no way you're stopping this concert. This concert that I'm making so much money from? No, no way. A lot more people have a stake in this concert continuing rather than canceling it and then having to risk giving a refund to all those people who came. Yeah, In the end, it's just a way to diffuse responsibility to the people that a lot of audience members or fans already know of. So those corporations won't have any lawsuits on their back. They won't get any of the blame. That's just how it works. Just like how it worked in Squid Game. It was a way to deter, like, the the, the fact that people were faceless. It was just a way for us to, like, diffuse the responsibility on every single person there. And not just the people that were controlling the entire game. Um, <laughs> well, that got... And speaking of really massacres... Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm just here to keep it going. Like, yeah, and speaking of maskers, um, <laughs> um, I think the same thing can be applied to, like, this whole BBL massacre that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. people blame the individuals in the whole Kardashian clan and all these other influencers who sort of promoted this body type. But I think there are larger systems who have stake in the BBL system mm-hmm. i think for sure and they're just the i think we need to it. look at plastic surgeons who willingly do these operations on young people and who are complicit in giving these operations i think we need to look at the larger cosmetic industry and not just kylie and jenner's instagram mm-hmm. i think there are more more people who have a stake in this whole bbl industry bb uh what did BBL? i just say <laughs> bbl industry and all the other um cosmetic procedures that mm-hmm. trend which is crazy to say that like physical body altercations are trending like not even clothes or something like bodies are trending and going in and out of style because apparently even that body type is going out of style yep so um it will be replaced by a 
um, alien figure soon. I think we will um, all be satisfied with that body type when it comes out, when it becomes trendy. Um, <laughs> um, on that I very dark ex- note... exceeds the human state. Yeah, yeah. Like, Something that is unattainable, like most beauty uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, because now that that body type is attainable for everyone, of course it's like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, <laughs> go kind of stuff. Um, on that very confusing and dark note... Um, thank you guys for watching, um, for watching, for listening. <laughs> we always do this. Um, yeah, I, think this I is did like, that like twice, this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, this is probably one of my favorite episodes, mostly because Elephant Parade is based off of being no nuance November, I guess. Um, we're all about... Yeah, this is basically our entire series. Yeah, <laughs> but this is like our very quick no nuance takes in one go um obviously there will be many more episodes where we talk about stuff that's like our own quote-unquote controversial view but they will be more educational more about making sure we have a conversation to get more people informed this is more about like shouting our opinions at each other even though we agreed with most of them um (laughs) Um, but that's pretty much it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at elephantparade underscore and make sure to listen to us on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And tune in to our next episode next Sunday. Bye, guys. Bye.